um good good evening i'd like to do an episode on depression it's been a while since i did a podcast episode for reasons of which i may not tell exquisitely um but maybe in a sense i think i've been struggling with some things especially school so uh, it's been sort of difficult to aim to be try to be a teacher of sorts when i myself am not in the very best of places mentally but i i think we can do something about depression i've not read all the books on depression i've not read all the best books on depression even the ones i have on my uh soft library but i can talk or i can speak from the point of medicine and uh this general concepts i know from from or about this thing so um we we can begin somewhere where what defines a person's well-being and obviously there's a concept which was of uh, great importance previously in the previous ages where there was a body mind connection where there's a body mind uh can call it symmetry where none was detached from the other but then there was the age of rationalism which existed majorly in the previous century where things were myths and uh logic were separated but as we know these things are not really to be separated they are different and then in the same case uh our bodies are not different from our brains at least not in the wider sense uh our central nervous system is actually aimed at serving the body and our body we can see is aimed at serving the central nervous system with stimuli which the two are very interconnected uh, there was a study in the 1950s which actually showed that and this was a major idea back then that actually our nerves influence hormonal secretions yeah that was that was a big thing back then so even for now we know that uh, the secretion of uh, catecholamines like aldosterone or epinephrine and norepinephrine these these things they actually they actually happen with the influence of nerves directly under the influence of the central and the peripheral nervous system so our minds do not stand alone our bodies do not stand alone so depression if you may say depression comes from the word to depress to depress is to somehow hold down uh, somebody define depression as the inability to 
create a future, the inability to construct a future, the inability to hope. Hope is the, I can say, having a positive outlook about the future. You, you think that tomorrow, the sun will rise tomorrow, it will be warmer tomorrow, there might be food and maybe clothes and I may marry someday, something like that, if you're younger, like me. Or I may get married, or I may finish school, or I may pass my exams, that's hope. Then Angela Duckworth came up with something she called great hope. Great, as you said previously, is the ability to persevere at the face of difficulty, even just perceived difficulty. So great hope is different from hope in the general sense that great hope is dependent upon our actions. It's where I know if I study longer and more efficiently, I'm going to possibly get a promotion or something as abstract as that. So depression is an inability to construct a future. So I think the major the major symptom, according to me, of depression, at least severe depression, or uh, can we call it a major depressive dis disorder, is an inability to hope. But according to uh, DSM-5, a book on mental health, uh, there are symptoms which are indicative of depression and and these are if, if I can read if, if I can read we have uh, I'm getting lost one depressed mood and number two diminished interest or loss of pleasure in Almost all activities, which medically is called anhedonia. Hedonia is a type of pleasure which is derived from doing things you like. So, a lack of that. First, depressed mood, I think from which we get the word depression. Two, diminished interest. Number three, significant weight change or appetite disturbance. Number four, sleep disturbance. Number five, psychomotor retardation or agitation where if someone was um, let's say playful they stop being playful or for children if they used to be very playful they may get um, maybe destructive then um, fatigue or loss of energy feelings of worthlessness diminished ability to think or concentrate decisiveness and then recurrent thoughts of death recurrent suicidal ideation without a specific plan or suicide attempt or yeah planning or committing suicide so i think it's a sort of obvious as we as you may be aware um to sort of breaking it down to break it down um Depression is a deviation from the normal expected um, behavior of a person. So 
if you expect that I as a person should be should be in class at this time, should be at the ward at this time. If I don't show up, then that could be to a degree a symbol or a sign of something wrong with me. And if I used to take pleasure in maybe making phone calls, then I suddenly stop. That could be maybe a sign of that. There are also other kind of other kinds of neuroses like anxiety, sadness and grief. These are different from depression. Sadness is post uh, a lowered mood in the case of something lost which was of value to the person who lost it. So if I care about my account and then my email account and then I lose it, I'm going to feel sad about that. Grief is still about the same thing, loss of an object, loss of something you care about or a person. So this may at times appear as depression, but they're not depression in that they don't last so long apart from complicated grief. And sadness when when it lasts too long can become mild depression, then maybe severe depression. So on the other hand on the other hand, there's there's actually an upside to depression. In the book Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goldman, he he posits that um Depression may actually be evolution's way of getting us back to grounding us back to things which matter, which um, sadness or depression takes you away from being involved in too much things in life so that you just focus on yourself and your thoughts. So in a sense, many, many great books, many great works, many great philosophies have actually resulted from what people used to call melancholia or sadness which is protracted so to a point sadness depression these things can be useful they make us to focus on the things which matter the most and i don't think there's anything which matters more than than life itself than living we we may lose everything else. We may lose we may lose uh, our reputation, um, our wealth, our station, and all that. But when we lose our sense of self, as in psychosis or death, then there's nothing to to be defined by. Like after death, that's all. All is gone. But when you still have our breath, then you can still attempt anything under the sun. So, um, the natural end of depression is not is not always um, resolution or health. Sometimes it can be can be continued depression or maybe to catastrophize. It can be. Uh, maybe death or um, morbidity 
it may be harm to pass on to other people or to other other neuroses okay so i think that was what i may want to say about introduction to depression i'll read more on that then we can do some more episodes on this yeah good good evening